Welcome back to the space between with Sean McClellan, your humble host and void specialist. Sitting here with Chris Stereo again, guys, and it is Tuesday, April the 18th, and this has been a week for your boy. It's been a week for your boy. It's been a very trying, emotional week. Um, it's kind of funny. Chris and I were talking the other day, and it's how he's been here at some of the most important times uh, in my life. Very pivotal changes, you know, in my life, uh, life events happening. And uh, this week was no different. Um, I haven't really put this out there yet to you guys, but my father suddenly passed on Saturday this past weekend. Uh, we'll be celebrating his life tomorrow on Wednesday, the 19th. Um, and it's just funny to me, man, because Chris has been here for my wedding. He's been here for, you know, some of the births of my kids, you know, just a very big pivotal life changes for me personally. Did I know my dad was going to pass this week? I did not. Um, and, and it's unfortunate, but I'm glad Chris is here to kind of be with me, support me and, and uh, just be a friend, a true friend who's been in my life for 20 years. So, Chris, thank you so much for being here. And I want to dive in today in regards to the topic of something we were talking about earlier today of environment. You know, you were saying earlier we were having a conversation on the couch and I was like, hey, let's, we got to get this on podcast because I think it's very fascinating about how environment kind of predicates us to, to human beings and like why we're getting so sick and why we're, you know, we're, we're, we're getting all these illnesses and what it's doing to us as a species. And uh, your, your view on this is very interesting because I would love for you to share on my topics, Chris. So please, ha have at it, man. Yeah, well, thanks for having us on. And um, obviously, it's been a really tough few days um, for, for your family and um, for me to see, you know, to watch it and obviously being a really good friend of yours as well. And it's um, it's really tough. But hopefully me being over at this time has been a blessing and I can help a little bit. But yeah, just the thing of um, illness and how um, lots of people dying from illnesses and I mean, I suppose this might be a utopian kind of idea that really sh shouldn't we all be sort of going to about our mid nineties and then maybe dying in our sleep and, and the illnesses don't come into it, but the world being so stressful that, um, you know, people are getting ill from all sorts of things. And, you know, like Sean's dad there, he was involved in the, in the military and things like that. And the stress of being involved in that kind of the environment. Um, you know, if you're you're going to war or something like that, and you see somebody, you know, one of your close colleagues or friends getting killed, or or maybe an injury or anything like that, or even something happened to you, that that causes stress. And wherever there's stress or where there's a trauma, there's a reaction to it. So if you don't complete the circle or get some sort of counselling or rec you know reconcile the situation yourself or anything like that, that in the in the long term your your health is going to suffer and obviously you have a culture where you just repress things. You just all go and just uh, be quiet and get on with it kind of mentality. And in the long term, it's just not going to work out because you're going to have to basically sort yourself out or you're going to end up getting ill and then something's going to happen to you. And it's, it's just a, a, a reflection really for myself. And, a, and I've thought about it a little bit, but obviously what's happened this week has, has triggered me off even more with that kind of thought. And when I was just speaking to Sean before, it's just like, you know, why is this happening and I suppose the bottom line is we've just got to be trying to be kinder to each other and not judge each other as much and and be there for each other and you know it's a nobody has like I said the last time nobody has anything to prove you don't have to prove anything to anybody and I think the problem especially is obviously everybody feels under pressure to do certain things but males especially feeling they have to to reach a certain level of performance with their work or you know in their home life and all these kind of things and this creates stress and in the end of the day we're sort of competing against each other but really we're making each other ill i mean um i don't know what your thoughts on that uh, on that sure but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that, Chris. I mean, I think I think for guys in particular, we we from the back in the day, and I you know I mentioned this book before, you know, how to human up in modern society by Logan Cohen, um, uh, therapist of mine. He uh he touches on this topic about men being hunters and gatherers and warriors, and like we we have that extra component of stress hardwired into us to be successful, to climb the corporate ladder, to drive the Lamborghini, to have five houses, to like acquire all this stuff. And I'll tell you what, guys, I don't know about you, but for me, it ain't about stuff. You know, um, this this past couple of days, the past 24 hours is has nothing to do with material things. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm still in shock, I think, for what's going on uh, with my, with my father passing. And but but I think health wise uh, environment, I look at environment and everything I know about environment for me and counseling myself personally from a kid from a traumatic uh, stage point. Um, things happen because of our environments. We absorb what's in that environment. So if you're around a toxic environment as a kid, you're absorbing that energy and that's going to give you some sort of uh, trauma or stress. But I look at that as an adult, like what kind of environment are you residing in right now? What kind of energy are you absorbing and how is it affecting your life and or your health? Who are you hanging around that is impacting you? Because I'll tell you, if you're around people that are negative 40 hours a week, even though you're not that person and you're in an environment that predicates that type of stuff, you're absorbing it. And that compound effect of that is going to show itself one day unless you make a dedicated effort to remove yourself from that environment. And trust me, guys, I'm right there with you. You know, I'm in an environment right now that I'm not happy about and I'm working damn hard to get out of it. And it's going to happen. The harvest is coming. I believe that. But as far as environment goes, sometimes you don't have a choice. So if you want to get out of an environment that's unhealthy for you, even if it's your job, you have a choice. But the choice starts with you believing in yourself. It starts with the person in the mirror realizing, hey, listen, I need to change. This isn't working for me. I have to figure out a way to be around people who are going to lift me up, support me, and help me create the life I want outside of living and just existing here on this planet. Because we're all built for greatness. Yeah, it's a really good point you make there, Sean. And then... Yeah, hopefully that's accessible to most people. Unfortunately, sometimes, um, you know, we have commitments and people have to stick with things that, that make make it difficult to, to feel good about ourselves, um, you know, to be healthy. Um, I know for my, me personally, my personal perspective, I work in education and, and it's probably the most stressful time it's ever been to work in education with all the things that have happened in the last few years where the children who, who everybody's been through a pandemic and I've probably talked about ACEs the last, time we did a podcast about adverse childhood experiences so if you that you have an ACEs score so if there's a somebody parent with mental illness or there's a divorce or a family bereavement or some sort of traumatic event you can get an ACE so if you have like four ACEs you're more likely when you're older to, to pick to sort of develop sort of mental health issues or addiction issues and things like that so for me personally looking at the current situation that we've had a pandemic it could be an eight for every child or every person in the world it could be it could be an ace, you know, um, and then obviously the way that the world's set up in the education system and the world, a lot of pressure, it's a stressful place. And obviously technology making that a lot worse. You can maybe give any any child like maybe with um, a stable family background as immediately can have like two aces. So this is the thing working in education at the moment is very stressful because children, their behavior has changed since the pandemic. In my, in my opinion, they're more restless. 
the more agitated. But you you can you can see why that they've been through a, a trauma. Some children, especially you know certain ages, when they're sort of forming relationships with each other and they're getting their confidence up, and that's been taken away from them, and they've been put into lockdowns, and then they've having to now some school places trying to catch up on their conceptual knowledge, and really what needs to catch up is on their mental health. And working in that in that environment is also obviously stressful for the adults who who are trying to sort of shape those children, give them uh, conceptual information, and it, it's hard to sometimes like let go of that the 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 sort of passion to try and help people out and say if, where I work, I work in a school which is the school of the of like a high school local community, um, and then I've worked in all the, the the feeder schools. I've worked around the community with loads of different things, and it's hard to sort of to just pull yourself away that especially when you feel like people need help or children need help but you know it doesn't matter whether you're a support worker a teacher or whatever anybody within that environment and it's it's supposed it's trying to stick together but you do get to a stage where if your own health is, is suffering you, you know you maybe have to make a decision but it's it's we're a really really tough point of of uh history in the last few years we, I, I think obviously I had the global pandemic in, in terms of the virus but i see now a sort of secondary pandemic of mental health issues because we're all now aware of mental health in the past it was a case of you suppress it and then you just sort of you know but then you suppress it and if you don't sort it out properly or you're not connected with maybe your inner being you are going to develop addictions and and health issues so this next secondary sort of pandemic people aren't talking about is a mental health one and we you know and this is something we're all having to face in work because you know, customers are probably are more irritable, you know, and things like that. And you're, you're in, say, if you're taking a phone call at work or you're on a call center or anything like that, customers are probably more panicky. Maybe you work in a bank and they're trying to transfer some money over because the, the maybe their, their security at work for their job isn't great. And then they're getting stressed out. So it's, we can't just think it's going to happen in isolation. It, this is what and obviously information gets transmitted very quickly these days through social media through the internet so it's a case of it's stressful but it's almost maybe evolving as quicker than we ever have but it's hard because in the meantime people are going to get ill yep chris i agree wholeheartedly man and speaking from a customer standpoint um talking to customers and talking to people anywhere i go um you know, you're listening to this podcast for a while. You know that I ask everybody I talk to, which phase of life are you in? You know, crisis coming out of one, going into one. One of three phases of life every human being is going through. So we, we all are frustrated. We're all frustrated with maybe uh, the results of, of life or where we're at. And that goes back to choices. You know, choices you make it and change your life. Um, but, but we're all in one of three phases of life. We're in a crisis. We're coming out of one. We're going into one. So if you're talking to somebody, the way I'm able to meet anybody I talk to where they're at, because I really understand that they're in one of three phases of their life at that given moment. And I don't know which phase it is, but that's how we're connected. That's how I can connect with them and meet them exactly where they're at at any given time. So Chris, you mentioned something about uh, trauma in regards to, to kids. And I know you work with kids and you've seen kind of like the, how technology has kind of uh, taken them to a very um, almost like an ADHD uh, agitative state. How do you think that affects human beings as adults in our daily lives and do you think the distraction that's going on is a healthy one and where do you see that going for us in the future if we don't get a grip on technology as far as our smartphones and just to, the dopamine release that, that it brings with it for always just seeking that yeah i think in the long term um it's not going to be good i mean um obviously during the pandemic 
uh, lockdowns, people were on them more because it's they couldn't really communicate face to face. So it's in a way it's, it's it's forcing us to try and evolve our experiences and our opinions on it. And really, I don't think it's a natural thing. I mean, we've owned mobile phones have only been around twenty years, and smartphones probably like like well, slightly less than that. And and I don't think our our wiring is really set up. Well, it's not set up for that at all. We've been communicating face to face, you know, as, as human beings for thousands of years. Now these electronic devices are now completely changing the way we communicate with each other, and our, our brains aren't quite ready for it. And even you know, adults you say, oh, you you know, well, you can make your own choices. But I think probably more, the more a person has had maybe trauma in their childhood, which hasn't been addressed because in the past we're just told to just shut up and get on with it and mental health wasn't really a thing. It's now possibly triggering, triggering off more sort of ADHD symptoms, anxiety and all these kind of things in adults that haven't had these these issues previously addressed. So the more sensitive people were to this anyway, it's, it's, it's worse for them. But then in the same way that they're probably... And they are more likely to be the ones on it and more addicted to to, to sort of the process of going on your phone. And probably the, the more need they have to realize that this is what's happening and, and maybe to try and separate themselves from it. I know at home, when I get back from work, I like I know I leave my phone quite a few of the times just in the car because I know that if, if I put it in a house, I'll start going on it. And then if I'm supposed to be looking after the kids or I'm supposed to be trying to re- relax or just for, you know forget about everything that's happened during the day and just try and just be myself... That's difficult if the phone a phone is constantly sort of dragging on your your emotions or your attention because for me I'm involved with like a music outside of my main job out involved with a music project I'm involved with coaching two sports I'm involved with playing sports for two clubs and things like that so it's difficult then to resist going on those things because you're getting constantly messaged but in the end you won't be able to do the things that you've always done say maybe sit down watch a football match with your son or on your own and for an hour and a half it's just you forget about everything and you just watch the match but if you're getting totally stimulated by technology and there's messages flying left right and center you just can't relax so i mean some people are more sensitive than others maybe some people can put a phone pick up a phone up and put it down personally i find it a little bit difficult so that's why i put it in the car sometimes it's my wife's going oh i kind of ring you and all the rest of it and i was like well sorry i left my phone in the car and then my son has got a, a, like a, a mobile phone he has upstairs that we can she can contact me on but the other thing as well i always think well you know start a day make some arrangements right we, you know kids pick the kids at school at such and such an hour yeah, such and such after school and i mean how did we ever arrange it in the past now there's because of mobile phones etc there's so many things that change oh no i'm going to do this now oh this person's late and then they start messaging you and you know, instead of people just sticking to the to what you organised, it's it's just going backwards and forwards. It's very stressful. And before you know, it, you're trying to answer a phone when you're driving, and you're not concentrating. You're driving, and then who knows what's going to happen. So it's just knocking loads of things out of sort of synchronisation. And you think, are we any better off for it? We're de- definitely not any calmer for it. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely not calmer, Chris. If anything, we are more wound up by the second. I do want to touch base on something you said that it really kind of struck me about communication because. I love FaceTime with people. I love talking to people. I love getting hugged by people. Uh, I just, I'm just a people person. I love just being around good energy people. Uh, right now, the you know, I get the smartphone. It's a convenience thing. Like we have everything at our fingertips, which is fantastic for communication across the world. Um, but the big thing that's going on right now, communication-wise, that I'm kind of seeing take a trend, and I'm sure you've been kind of following this as well, is the big AI push. Artificial intelligence for, you know, communicating people's voices it sounds similar i saw something of the day that it was a joe rogan podcast that an ai bot created his voice and had a whole episode 
of Joe Rogan talking that wasn't Joe Rogan. What are your thoughts on this, man? Because we're getting into a really sketchy time of how um, if, if some person can be infiltrated by artificial intelligence to their voice specific, and it sounds just like them, the human element in that is no longer. And how dangerous do you think that is that we move forward with this progression of technology? Yeah, obviously America's uh, more advanced in this kind of thing. And obviously the debate about AI is more advanced over here so i i can't say i'm i'm a real i know lots and lots about it but from the perspective of firstly saying that obviously we've had the physical world where people communicate and things happen and then we created a whole new world in the digital realm now we can barely as a as a race sort of uh, operate effectively in the physical realm and we've proven it as a species we have wars and all the rest of it so now we've we've created a whole new world pretty much digital world which obviously is like the wild west at times in terms of abuse and you know discrimination and the things that are said in there so that's a, we've already sort of got gone beyond being humble and we try humble and we try to be a bit too smart and create this whole new digital, digital world and that's not really it's helped a little bit but is it made any, any more calmer the world any more peaceful probably not so now we're going to introduce AI and it is a scary thing that you know, where are we going with this? And obviously, some films like iRobot have sort of suggested where it might go. And if what you just said there, I wasn't aware of with Joe Rogan, that is a scary thing. Um, you know, are people going to be sued for something that, that, that an AI made, made up, you know, when you didn't even say it? So, and how can you prove that you said it and you didn't say it? So, it's a really sort of scary scenario that we're, look, we're looking at. I mean, I've, there's obviously stuff to do with education where, oh, a bot or whatever could write or an AI could write you your report or they could write an essay for a student. How would you make sure that that wasn't, um, you know, it was legitimate and not, not legitimate. And I've heard of people on some sort of app to do with like, it could generate your a girlfriend for you. And then you, you get attached to that, that person via, you know, and it's just on your phone and then the, the app gets discontinued or stopped and then people are in, in some sort of emotional turmoil because they're mourning like maybe in a relationship they had and they've had it with an, like an AI. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, what is going on? I just think we're trying to be so far too smart for our own good and we need to get back to basics and that's communicating face-to-face -face. and the people who are close to you, your neighbours, your family, all these like maintaining those relationships, the people in your community, you know, making sure that those relationships are solid and sound. You know, your coworker, somebody who's in the same department with you, partner with you if you're struggling to get on with them get to know them get to know what's going on with them i've worked with people who are very you know difficult to get to to get on with or maybe a bit of a certain personality doesn't work, work for me but i i sort of try to make sure i like communicate with them and find out maybe what's happening to them in a, per, a personal life and you look at them and a lot of the people have got undiagnosed trauma and the culture they're from says you have to battle your way out of it and it's like well and maybe that's not what you do in the in the place you are where i live is a small community everybody sort of knows each other so in a way it pleases itself because if you're really maybe uh, have been abusive or not done the right thing people will find out and then you, you are making a judgment but it, it's it's hard i mean really you've just got to try and get deeper with them and realize that you know we're, we've got this all got the same problems and we're all trying to fight you know, the, the same battles or maybe go in the same direction. And we just need to do it together because at the end of the day, you're always going to do better when you work together, you know, like in sports where you've got a team where they've got like one, maybe one star player, but like a, a really solid team ethic and a philosophy that a coach has set against a team that's a bunch of individuals. And these days, and it's the way it should be, the, the team will, will, will win out and they should win out, you know, and, and that's, that's what you've got to look at in any organization or anything you're doing. You're better working together as a team um, 
and that's that's the way forward and and humanity as well like instead of just fighting between each other and all these contradictory philosophies we, we are we all got the same issues yeah you know chris we do we, we do all have the same issues we're all human beings there's only one race in my thing in the human race and i want to ask you um you said something earlier that really kind of sparked to me about connection like i believe that we're all connected right i believe that we're meant we're put here for connection that's how we're supposed to communicate is through our words and our feelings uh ai almost seems to me that it's a disruption of our true connection to communicate with each other and and to me i think there's i mean that's why we're here we're put here for connection there's there's no other reason why we're here is to be able to communicate our feelings do you think the mental health issue going on in the in the in the world is directly tied to our inability to connect effectively face to face due to the technology that we're now been forced to kind of uh, just be a part of our life these days yeah i mean i, th I think it's something that's leading us down the wrong track and the, the problem is that i mean i probably experienced a little bit as myself is that the more you sort of lose maybe think your experiences mean you don't trust people or things like that, or you've been traumatized, that the less likely you are to trust people and then you get further away of where you've actually got to be. And really the solution is to connect deeper with people. I mean, a lot of people have got their guards up and quite rightly if, you know, they maybe had an experience when they were younger that didn't work out for them or maybe also as an adult where, you know, you trust somebody in your adult, like in a relationship or even in a job and you get and you get sort of a, a, a bad deal or you feel like you've been let, let down. So... The fact that we, you know, going down this route of, of AI and and even digital, it's, it's just taking us in the wrong wrong direction, really. And we need to get back because we are wired to connect to each other face to face. We, we, although we all think we're different, we're all the same. We're all wired the same, even like even animals or anything. We're all living beings who want to be at peace, who want to have connection with other people, and you know, connecting like via a digital means is okay. But if it sets up, you you know, more connection that's going to happen face to face, like ha was happening with us, like, you know, obviously we connected online first and then I got booked to DJ for, for your parties in, in Charlotte. And then we went from there. So if it if it, it's done in a, like a simplistic way, but I think, you know, like a simple email and things like that. But when it gets that's the only way you're going to communicate, then it becomes a bit of a problem. Absolutely, man. I want you said something to kind of spark something off of me about trust. You know, trust on social media, like it's very difficult as a consumer, I think, for most people to to like who's being genuine, who's just trying to sell me crap, who's just trying to like take my money or offer me a course or, or say they're an expert in the field. And more often than not, I think personally, I think most of these people out there that are trying to push a, a course on you or a product or a service, I don't think they really have our best interests in hand. And I know that firsthand just by going through the podcast mastermind group um, and seeing people that were, you know, our coach was like, hey, this person says they're an expert. And then we go look at their podcast and they haven't updated our podcast in six months. But they're on social media saying, hey, look at me. I'm an expert. I can do X, Y, Z for you. Can you? No, not really. So I think social media is really... Um, it's hard to really know what to believe and what not to believe. And everybody's living their best life and nobody has problems and everybody's taking their best, their best picture, which takes five seconds to take. And life is great. It's a trust issue, man. Like, why do we project, Chris, do you think, why do we project 
like everything's great and we're having the best life ever. Why do we do that? You think? I think everybody at the bottom of it, as we said, they want to be loved and they loved and they want to be at peace. So the more maybe they've been compromised in that regard through family issues or whatever, or the fact that they've not got something to believe, it means that they they're reaching further and further. But they, unfortunately, they're going a little bit in the wrong way, the wrong direction. I mean, I I've got a couple of music profile pages, um, which I don't really update by just putting them up that up there. I used to have like thousands of people on Facebook friends um on my own profile but i just sort of got to the point where i thought it wasn't really that authentic or it wasn't really doing much for me and i just i, I deleted the profile which i suppose in a way it was a little bit sad because there's people who used to contact me on there but it's um a case of though like some of those people hopefully you bump into them face to face and you communicate them with them that way and you can catch up on them you're on facebook you, you you'd be like oh getting updates all the time but if you haven't seen them for a year <clears throat> and then you see them face to face and you can get a proper update and they go oh we just had a baby and then you like the hug or the the, the positive feedback you would give them on face to face would far outstrip anything you you would get on, online so it was authentic and it's how we're wired that 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 proper release of, of like a endorphins or a dopamine or whatever is really the the, the best thing you could get um, rather than something that happened online so we are overcomplicating things. So, um, yeah, that's my view on that one. I appreciate it, Chris. Man, I really can't thank you enough for being here and spending time with me this week, man. It's been a it's been another memorable week. Um, I really, you know, safe travels back home. I know it's going to be a, a long trip for you this evening. Thank you so much for being here with me this week, Christian. I, I love you so much. Uh, you're definitely part of my family. Um, I really appreciate you taking time to, to kind of just put your thoughts out there to the world to – Cause I know people need to hear this. I know, I know a lot of people aren't talking about mental health and technology and things that are going on, but we need to address the situation because it's only going to get worse. And the more we suppress it, um, you know, the, the, the more difficult it's going to be to get a grip on it when things get to be really out of control. So I really hope this message resonates with you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, Christian. Thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll see you next time on the space between. Thank you very much. Thanks for having and me. And just like that, another void has been filled in the space between. Hey, listen, you're obviously a podcast listener. You're listening to this podcast, which I appreciate you. Have you ever thought about launching your own? Are you somebody who feels like I've got a message, but I'm not quite clear what it is or who would ever want to hear it? Let's do this. Let's have a conversation. I'll kind of take you behind the scenes of the Space Between podcast, show you how I do it, and worst case scenario, you'll have three really simple steps that you can use right now to understand what your message is and how to get it out there. Go to linkwithshawn.com, S-E-A-N, linkwithshawn.com, book a call, pick a time that works for you, and let's have a conversation about you and your message, all right? We'll see you on the call. Hash, 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 hash.